0: Because not only is she dealing with the pain of mourning the death of the relationship, now she's got to readjust her life to handle the added responsibilities that are left over from her life that was built around two people. And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. From the javaba.com studios in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, United States of America, this is the Serenity It's Radio Podcast. I'm Tony Dufresne, PhD, your host. So welcome in. This week's episode, I like to call Living Alone in a Life Built for Two, subtext, A Dog Mom's Story. And this this is actually a story that's happening in real time, and it's about, it's about finding yourself single again in a life that was built for, for and around a relationship, and how to... Begin the process of healing while at the same time untangling your life from the relationship, reorganizing it, and rebalancing and moving forward. And like I said, this is something that, uh, that I know is happening. I know this person. Let's call her Michelle. And Michelle was in a two-plus-year relationship, and, and it just wasn't working. Now, like any long-term relationship or coupling, I'd say, I think it's been about two or three years, give or take. But something to where your lives start to mesh together. And you start to become this third entity or this relationship entity in and of itself. Now, in her particular circumstance, she had a house and she had a dog, but he moved into the house. They got uh, a couple extra dogs. So we're talking like a house and three dogs here. And like any successful team, they began to split up responsibilities based upon their strengths or what they like to do or what they don't like to do like uh, feeding the dogs or cutting the lawn or going through the illusion of uh, asking him where you want to go to eat dinner and he says, I don't know, what do you want to do? And you say, I don't know, but you really do kind of know because then he suggests different things and you say, you don't want that. Most of the time in relationships, as you know, if you've been in one for any sort of time, you know that responsibilities tend to gravitate towards the person that wants to handle them or is good at handling those particular responsibilities. And then that's the whole team thing because you know that the other person is going to take care of the finances while you fix the water heater. Now in this process of doing this and becoming the team and splitting up these responsibilities, this is a big transition and it's a transition from being single or being in a relationship at the beginning and still having your own gig going to being enmeshed to having your lives kind of squished together and tangled together to where it it takes both of you guys to operate this ship successfully. So that outside world team dynamic that's being set, and at the same time, there's the inner world dynamic of the relationship and how things are working for both people. You know How you feel about the other person, how they're taking care of your needs. And unfortunately for Michelle, things were not going great in the inside world relationship part. After a lot of talking and crying and making up and talking and crying and making up, and it just... You know, when you get into that situation to where you you try to compromise and you try to understand and you try to make things work because you have a lot behind you. There's there's a lot that's been built up into this particular relationship. And any relationship has its his good parts and its not so good parts. So you know that the good parts are there, you know the good parts could be there. You look at you look at it like, well, it used to be this way and it used to be amazing because this, this, and this. So it can be that way again. That's that sliver of hope that you hold on to when things have changed and they've transitioned out of what they used to be. And in Michelle's case, they just weren't getting any better. They just kept running up against the same issue and the same issue and it could not get reconciled. And it was t- and she felt as though it was time finally to end the relationship. Now, interestingly enough, the relationship probably would have ended sooner if it wasn't for the fact that their life was now set up for two. They were entangled together. This is always a factor in relationships. With some cases being way more complicated because they can involve having kids and houses and dogs or maybe even a shared business or friends or furniture or even how it could impact a good relationship you have with a person in their family. But as we all know, this is what happens. It finally gets to the point where 51% is pain to stay and 49% is that whole, well, let me hold on to it because of all these things. And when it gets to that tipping point, I don't care about any of that stuff anymore. I just got to get out. It's just, this is just not working for me. And that's what happened to Michelle. So she broke up with her guy and he's a good guy. It's not... He's not some wife beater. He's not some terrible person screwing people in the world. He's a decent guy. Just sometimes stuff just doesn't work out between two people. They grow together for uh, for certain reasons based on the context of their lives at the time. And then they just happen to grow apart because life is constantly changing. It's constantly fluid. And sometimes we meet people in, when we're at certain points in our lives for a reason or we we meet people And we get together with them and we start relationships because the relationship at that point in your life helps or it makes sense based on the context. But then your context changes. Well, the relationship has to change too. And if it doesn't have the capacity to do that or if it's not flexible enough, then it's then the new relationship is going to be without the person instead of with the person. So that's what happened with her. Basically, it just got to that point where it was just wasn't working together. And now she finds herself in that super fun area, what I like to call the split up but still together because we have to untangle our together life so we can go our separate ways step of breaking up. Now, this is what I like to call the gut punch and roundhouse kick to the face portion of the relationship process. Because not only is she dealing with the pain of mourning the death of the relationship, which you have to do in a breakup But also, now she's got to readjust her life to handle the added responsibilities that are left over from her life that was built around two people. And in her instance, she's now a single dog mom of three and really doesn't want to mow her lawn. So that leads me to my three steps for her to successfully untangle her life and find a new balance and embrace her new life as a single dog mom. Step one is just awareness. Be aware of the fact that there are two things going on here at the same time. Again, not only are you breaking up and you're trying to deal with divvying up, you know, the dogs or the kids or the furniture, but you also have a very, very important part that a lot of times doesn't get the attention that it needs. And that is self-care because you have to mourn a relationship ending A breakup is a death. Of course, it's not a physical death, but it is definitely 100% an emotional death. And with those type of deaths, you have to mourn them, just like you would if somebody close to you passed. You have to mourn the death of the relationship and go through the process of grieving it, of understanding it, of accepting it, and then you'll be able to move forward, which is a huge part that most people push to the side because they're so involved in the minutia they're so involved in the little mechanical parts of trying to do all this divvying up and then they're so focused on that and the fact that they're thinking the other person is screwing them or the, or the other person doesn't deserve this or that do you see how the focus goes down to like this pinpoint focus on just this stuff and it doesn't allow you to take a step back and to work on yourself and to do some self-care just have the awareness that you need to mourn this relationship. The second step in this whole thing, I like to call heal, lean and ask. Again, it's the healing process. It's the self-care, which is journaling or meditating or going to therapy or reading. The second thing is lean, lean on your support group. That's why they're there. Now, as a little side note, and I've talked about this a lot is that you're going to find, and even in a breakup situation, it's a little, it's, it's a bit of a life nodal event. And I've talked about that before. Whereas you're going to find out who's in your tribe and who's not, you're going to find out who in your tribe is willing or able to support you during this process. And it's going to be interesting. And it might even be a little more pile on in terms of the trauma, because you're going to find that maybe one of your best people or one of your most supportive tribe members during your life as a couple will not be there for you single. And the last thing in the world that you need is, is you need to pile on yourself for the fact that now you're now you're mourning the death of the friendship. Under, just understand going into it that things will change, your dynamics will change, your tribe, your circle of tr- of trust, your tribe will change in going through this. And just focus on the people that can be there for you, that are willing to be there for you, because you need people to lean on. You really, really do in this situation. You cannot, you can go through this on your own if you want. But a lot of times I have found in people that I've worked with and people that I know, and just my own personal experience, if you try to go through something like this on your own, there's a lot that you miss. You put too much pressure on yourself sometimes, or you get too much in a funk and it takes too long to pull out. So lean on your support group. And then the third little subset of this, of the step two, is ask. You've got to ask for help. As a matter of fact, Michelle, in talking to her, the one thing that she did say in regards to the lawn, she kind of came around finally to the fact that she goes, you know, I should probably just ask my neighbor or ask maybe a kid in the neighborhood to, uh, to do this. So, step two is heal, lean on your support group, and ask for help. The final step is step three. And step three is surrender to the process and be open to adjustments or modifications. Now, for better or for worse, you now live in a life that wasn't specifically designed for a single person. You have created this machine. And I was the thing in my mind, I always go back to like these little one man or these little submarines. And now back in the day, they had this sub that they made back when they were first making submarines 200 years ago or whatever. And they made it to where they had it. You had to have one guy cranking the prop. This is before engines. So one dude has to be cranking the prop. Another guy has to be up there steering the thing. And then another guy's in there trying to, you know, pump the water out of it or trying to load the torpedo. And so it all, if you lose one person in that, and in this context, we're looking at two people. So if it's a two-man sub and you got one person is down for the count, you got a man down in the back, you have no power. Or you got a man down in the front and you're back there churning away, trying to get that prop going, and there's nobody steering, you're in big trouble. And that's the that's the situation that you're in now. You created a two-man sub and now you're the only one in there. So you've got to surrender to What is your new life alone and the process of untangling it from the other person is going to be clunky and more complicated and more stressful and sometimes really inconvenient surrendering to what is takes your mind out of the perspective of shoulda coulda woulda and into the acceptance to where you can move forward because you know what a lot of times what we like to do is we like to compare once we're single again we like to compare it to when we were single before we had all that stuff before we had the the three dogs before we had the house together before we had maybe extra bills or before we had a kid or two kids together we always look back and then we go damn look at my life it's so hard now because i have all these things and back you know when i was single i didn't have these things and i'm single now but i got the worst thing you can possibly do is compare yourself to your single friend that's on Instagram over in Greece or to your life back before all this happened. Stay away from that. Focus on what is and then focus on accepting. And that's the surrender part. Just let go. Let go of the rock. I talked to you about the guy in the river. You got to just let go of the freaking rock. Just be with your situation because you can't adjust. You can't grow unless you accept surrender and accept that's number 3 and that has to be the case. And at the same time, as a side note but not a side note, one of the things that it's really important in this whole process is to be an adult. You got to be a grown-up in this. You're going to it's going to be so emotional and untangling things, it the possession stuff and the he gets 60% of this and I get 40, I'm getting screwed crap. It's mostly just based on Uh, The fact that you're hurt and they're hurt and you're trying to divide up something that was not supposed to be divided up. It's like, you know, dividing up half the baby, you know, cut it in half type of thing. You can't do it, but that's what you're trying to do in theory. And that's a very difficult thing. And what happens is when you see that your emotions peak and you're also trying to mourn the death of the relationship at the same time and all of it's coming out, all that emotion is coming out at the same time you're trying to untangle these things cuz you're seeing the death in real time in front of you with the splitting up of the stuff. So, if you can be the grown up as much as you can, lean on your people, ask for help, be aware and and take care of yourself during this process. That's how to do it. So that's it for this week. I want to let you know that I am on Alexa now. I'm on if you want flash briefings on Alexa. You can also go to javabud.com for all of your questions regarding podcasts and videos and books and freebies and stuff. You can get a hold of me at tony at javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. If you want to inquire about a coaching session or you just have a comment or if you have something that you'd like me to talk about, I'm always open to that. Hope things are good. I will talk to you soon. Take care.